hey, hey, my Bible study podcast peeps. Good to hear from you. Well, I guess I'm not hearing from you. You guys are hearing from me, but I still love to hear from you. You can always reach out to me on other social media platforms. Um, welcome back, everybody. This is season two. Yay! I'm so excited to be back. Sorry for the hiatus. Um, a sister had to have a little job there for a minute during the pandemic. Um, you know, I'm always working though, whether I have a job, a full-time job, or I am back to, okay, news break. I am back to working for myself. Yay. All right, guys, let me calm down a little bit. So I am back season two, episode one. I am titling this one. What are you believing for? And we are going to jump into this. I am going to share with you what has been going on just a little bit, not enough to put you to sleep. So guys, pull up a seat, grab a cup of tea or something, grab your Bible, grab a notepad and let's go. All right. So guys, all right. Last time we left off, it was last year, the end of last year and I remember that I was saying that I wanted to leave my job, right? Because, you know, it was a pandemic. That whole entrepreneur thing kind of hit some of us and, you know, like it hit some of us a little hard. So we had to, well, I won't speak for everybody. I know a lot of people did, Um, but I'll speak for myself. During the pandemic, I did have to go and I was contracting for some companies, but you know, when I I had to look at what the funds were, what, what was coming in. So they offered me a full-time position. I took it. Um, I don't want to see him as a trader, but you know what? At the end of the day, the light stayed on. So that was very important. And all the little people were still fed. Okay. So I know I was the end of last year, I was thinking, I want my freedom. I want my freedom. I want my freedom. And that's where we end, where we left off on the cliffhanger. Will Melissa get her freedom or no? Well, it was a little bumpy ride throughout the year, but it ended in my desires coming to pass. I will say that. Okay. So Um, I'm going to get into it with this podcast. Again, it's titled, what are you believing for? Because you know, God doesn't just honor me. He listens to all his children. He honors all of us. If you don't believe me, get into the word. Okay. So I am going to share with you kind of a recap of what happened last year. And hopefully this like super motivates you that like anything that you're dreaming for, desiring for, working for, speaking on it can come to pass as well. And I know some of you guys can attest to that because I'm sure you've prayed for things before and God has answered your prayers. So he is still alive and doing his thing. Okay. Now, um, first I just want to go over, um, know what you want. Okay. Not, not what somebody's trying to offer you, but know what you want. When's the last time you really sat down with yourself and said self and I call myself the CEO of my own life um so I don't know what you call yourself but I call, I don't even know what I call myself I really do when I'm talking about me I call me the CEO of my life 
Um, but anyway, so uh, sit down with yourself and say, self, what do you, what do I really want? Like not what somebody else is picking, not a job, not this person, not that person, because we have a tendency to always want to do what somebody else wants for us or what the safe thing is to do. But ask yourself, what do you want for you? Okay. Um, then once you know what you want, stay focused, write it down, um, claim it, speak it. You've got to like, once you write it down and you constantly see it and then you start speaking it out. And I know some of my friends were getting tired of hearing I'm the CEO of my life and this is what's going to (laughs) happen. I know they were, but it was all part of me believing and having faith. And I put it on a flashcard. Honestly, I still have this flashcard. It was, believe it or not, it was on my desk where I sit down and work every day. It was on my desk and distractions came and I actually moved it. But I think by then the seed was planted so deep in me. And I think this is something that I've always wanted is to work for myself not knocking a nine to five, anybody who has a nine to five, you enjoy it, you do it. If you don't enjoy it, then you make your plans and listen to what I'm saying. Okay. And it will come in due time. But anyway, for me, so I wrote it down. I actually labeled it a 90 day Exodus plan. And if some of you guys have listened to my last episode at the end of last season, I had spoken about my 90 day Exodus plan. Anyway, I was so burned out from that job that I was like, not necessarily the job that I do because I'm in financial services. I help people with life insurance policies, but I was burned out with working for someone. I am not a good call center type of person. This chick needs to go out, be around people and do her thing. So I had claimed a 90 day um, plan and it ended up not really coming to pass, but because I was feeling burned out, I actually scheduled a surgery just so I could get out of work for a month. That sounds a little trifling, but I did need to have it done. So I just picked it like, let me go ahead and get it done. Thank goodness. Everything is fine. Your girl is good. Um, new and improved me feeling better, feeling back to all natural, taking care of myself, eating healthy, trying to get my 10,000 steps in a day and all that good stuff, but feeling absolutely great. Um, so anyway, So I was claiming it last year. It didn't happen. What that tells me though, is sometimes it's not in my timing. It's in God's timing. Okay. I'm going to take a pause on that because sometimes we get frustrated and we want to do all kinds of abracadabra magic tricks to make it happen before it's season. Okay. So, um, I was just feeling super, super, super like the way I can describe how I felt last year. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have watched and this is kind of circulated on Facebook and TikTok. And this was a while back. They had a picture of people dressed up in like a little slug snuggy is the best way I can describe it. And big, huge grown people looking like a little slug on the floor squirming around. That's what I felt like. But on top of that, inside of that snuggy, that slug snuggy, I feel like I was handcuffed. I had leg shackles on. I was tied to a headset that had a wire. I couldn't move from my desk. And 
they probably had duct tape, invisible duct tape on my mouth. So I couldn't even say what I really wanted to say. Ooh, it was, it was a hot mess. And they were recording every time I got on the phone, the calls, this call is being recorded for quality assurance, which basically means the managers can listen into everything I say. So I could not say, ah, where's my freedom? So it was, it was painful, but you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do to make the money. You got to make those little coins. But so let me say this, the job that I do, I'm de- uh, I'm good at it because I'm passionate about it, right? I love to help people. I believe in building financial, 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 oh Lord, I believe in building financial foundations and I love helping families with that. Now, one of the methods that I use is life insurance policies, but there's other things, whatever it is that you desire to do. Maybe you want to start a business. You want to go back to school, whatever the case may be. Um, However, you're building your legacy that works for you. But in the meantime, you want to have some kind of financial safety net and that's life insurance to me. And that helps like everybody can, can get a life insurance policy. If you don't believe me, call me. Okay. So, um, so that's how I was feeling last year. Like I was just trapped, um, micromanaged and just like, God, where, where is the light at the end of the tunnel in the process of this year that passed. And if any of you guys know in sales, everything is about numbers, da, 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 all that good stuff. So my numbers for the most part were pretty good. I could tell when I was in a slump and, you know, just not feeling it, jonesing for my freedom. But on on a whole, my numbers were really good. And I was recognized for that. Even one, some kind of little thing called employee of the year or whatever. I was like, you know what? Sometimes people will come out their back pocket with something to make, try to get you to hold on. So, (laughs) but anyway, it just goes to show you that when it comes to doing, if you're, if you're an employee and you do a good job, people will try to hold on to you. Right. So they ended up giving me, um, offering me an eight day, seven night trip, um, moving me to a different department where I was supposed to make even more money, um, just to hold on to me. And, I so am humbled for that because it tells me that I was valued. And so I so appreciate that good company. They have a lot of restructuring going on. And that was, I'm used to like a little bit more organization and I'm sure they will get back there. But I will tell you in that year, a lot of distractions, giving me time off, letting me make my own schedule, all kind of stuff. And as much as I'm appreciative of all those things, in hindsight, I look at those as distractions, maybe to get me off of my goal, my desire, my prayer. So I'm going to say, guys, be careful of distractions that come, because even though I think those were meant for good and they were meant to serve the company, Sometimes the devil will use distractions to get you off of your path, your journey that 
that, that little thing that God put inside of you to meet your potential. Um, if there's such a thing as a devil, and sometimes I think we give the devil more credit than, um, he should be given because a lot of times it is our lack of discipline, you know, and it's us not staying focused. Um, life is going to happen to us, you know, so I'm not giving the devil credit for everything in my life because most of it is me. (laughs) So I would say, be careful of distractions though. Um, also in this year, I just got to the point where I was just going to pray and let God. And even though I wrote it down on a flashcard, I wrote down 90 day Exodus plan. And then the funny thing is I saw on the news one day, they were doing this whole segment on quiet quitting. I wrote that on the flashcard. I was like, Ooh, that's me. That's me. But I had written it down. I put the flashcard on my desk and I had seen it so much that I think it really got into my spirit. Like it, it grew roots, you know? And I think that's when people talk about, um, you've got to read the Bible. Faith comes by hearing, by hearing the word of God. You can't just see it or hear it one time and then be like, Oh, I got it. I know it. No, it's repetitive. Like constantly be in the word day and night. You know, I'm not saying walk around like, you know, mother Teresa or something, which mother Teresa, I'm not knocking mother Teresa, but I'm just saying you don't have to be super Bible nerd, but you've got to be disciplined and consistent with that word, you know? Um, so I would say, make sure those things are rooted. Make sure you give your dreams a chance to grow roots. Okay. Now, this is the thing in due season, what you are praying for, what you are planting will come to harvest. When God opens that door, do not be afraid to walk through it. Okay. It's going to be different from what you're used to. And if you're a slug in that snuggie and somebody finally takes those leg shackles and handcuffs and duct tape off and says, walk, you might get a little dizzy. You might feel a little uncomfortable because it's something new, but don't be that um, jacked up slug that crawls back into the snuggie and says, Oh no, I'm not going to move out. It's a little scary. It's brand new. You know, I always think of, um, baby birds. I think of birds when the birds have their babies, they take care of them. They nurture those eggs. They keep them warm. They do all the things that they're supposed to do. Then when the eggshell hatches, the birds come in, you know, the mommy and daddy bird, they come in, they go get food. And this is a little gross. They regurgitate it into the bird, the baby bird's mouth. But within less than a month, that bird has grown feathers. It has grown the muscles on its little wings and legs and everything so that it is preparing for flight. But if you really watch baby birds, the parents don't wait until that bird is fully feathered and beautiful and everything. They actually kick the baby birds out of their nest at a certain time. And the baby bird, I'm sure is thinking like, Hey, not yet, not yet. And then they're out. But guess what happens when they take that first flight? Yep. Gravity pulls them down and they're like, Hey, what the heck? I'm going down. But then they start to flap those wings and guess what? Even with not full feathers, 
they take off and a gust of wind may even come and help them and they're off and then they're in a branch and then they're like, whoa, what the heck was that? But guess what? They realized that when they took that leap, it actually worked out and it might've been scary. They might've went down at first, but it worked out. So when God opens those doors, don't be scared to step through. If you're super confident, kick that door down, like kick it wide open. God opens it, kick it open and step through it because you know what? This is the answer to your prayer. Don't expect for it to come on a silver platter and say, Melissa, 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 this is for you from God, special delivery. It's not going to always come that clear, right? Now, I will tell you that as you're praying and giving yourself quiet time to hear from God and um, and don't use God as a, a magic lamp, like God, if you show me um, three birds flying together in the shape of a circle or in the shape of a triangle, I'll believe you. How many times, I'm guilty, how many times have we asked God for, you know, show me a sign? Honestly, I feel like if you stay planted in the word, you are clear about what you want, you ask God for it, you speak it, don't start speaking negative because that negative is like poison. So you continually speak what you want and you give yourself that time, whether you, it's meditation, it's private time, um, just having a relationship with God. When you give yourself that private time, turn off that TV. Um, when you're walking, getting your 10,000 steps in, don't always have the earphones in listening to something. Allow that sacred time and space for quietness, for solitude, for God to speak to you. He will do it in on his terms and either something he says to you, he shows to you in a dream somewhere that will show up and manifest in your life. When it does, you will know. And that is confirmation. Now, I will share with you, um, I'll share with you one. I actually got three main ones, but I'll share with you one. So this is kind of crazy. And the other two, um, I don't want to make this podcast too long, so I'm just going to share with you one. So I have, a, I have an uncle and he's an elder gentleman, still healthy, doing his thing, which is amazing. And I'm like, uncle you retired years ago, but you're still working. And he does like property and investments and different things like that, building homes and stuff. And he's in his mid eighties now. I think this year he'll be like 87. And I would say like, when are you going to like, just stop working? But I think by working, it keeps his mind sharp. It keeps him healthy. It gives him purpose. And so one night I went to sleep and I actually had a dream that in the dream, my uncle gave me his shoes. Now, guys, don't laugh about this because he's older. He's got, you know, he's like one of those older men that always walk around in dress shoes. He reminds me of Obama, (laughs) like Barack, President Obama. 
like he'd be walking around in dress shoes all the time. And I'm like, can you put on some sneakers, you know? Um, but imagine the older generation, they were always, you know, business shirts. That was their casual, their casual wear was to not have a tie, like to loosen the tie or take off the tie and the blazer. But they always had on a business shirt. They might roll up the sleeves and that was casual. They were in chill mode then, but they were always professional. Well, that was my uncle. And he he used to do a lot of work for the government, um, you know, and I just always remember him being business, business, business and building, building properties. And in this dream, he gave me his shoes. Now, my family is from the islands and I don't know where this saying actually comes from, but I would imagine it's probably some kind of island or folklore or something. But basically when somebody hands you their shoes, it's kind of like they're basically saying you're going to take on, um, they're handing you the torch. You're going to continue on from there. And so that is what I love to do. Like I tell you, I'm financial stuff. I've always loved real estate and that's what I do as well. And so I've wanted to do it full time for years and never been able to. So in the dream, when I saw it, my first thought was, oh my gosh, is my uncle okay? You know, so I called him to make sure he was okay. Cause you know, two island people, if you dream about somebody, you're thinking maybe there's something wrong. Like hopefully they didn't transist to, to the other side. But anyway, I called him. He was doing fine. Then I could rest assured and like, oh my gosh, this dream was a sign. This is maybe in the physical. He is slowing down now. And now on a spiritual level, he's passing that torch on to me to pick up and to take it full time. Um, So that was one of the dreams. There was two, well, a second dream and then another just kind of like really strong feeling. And I forget how it happened, but it happened like consistently, like somebody said it to me, then I heard the song and then something else. Anyway, so these three um, events that happened, I actually wrote them down and I have like little tabs because I love plants and stuff and flowers and different unique plants. And so I have a little area where I keep my plants. So sometimes like if you're doing a garden, there'll be like little spikes that have labels and you can put like parsley, cilantro, mint, whatever you're planting. So you know what's in that area. So I took three of those little um, label things that have a spike to them and I wrote down the three signs that I got, I wrote them down and I planted them. I put them in this plant that looked like it was dying. And I spoke life into that plant and I said, it's not going to die. It's going to be fine. It's going to grab root and it's going to be fine. And so this plant, it's so beautiful. It actually like brings big, beautiful vines and they start growing over the plant. But it had started dying. I think it kind of was in water too long or something. And so I took care of that plant, redid it, replanted it, and was just hoping that all these little succulents, succulent, well, all these roots that seemed like they had 
I don't know if water rotted is the right word or term, but anyway, they look like they were jacked up. Okay. Y'all know what that means. Um, but anyway, I took them, I snipped them. I, I snipped off the edges that looked really bad, planted them in good soil and just watched them, nurtured them, watered them. And it took a few months. Okay. But I prayed about it and I said, just like I can't always see how God is working in my life, I might not be able to see how that plant is starting to take root and grow. It might be a while, but doesn't mean that it's not happening. So I'm watching this plant. I see the three little stakes that I put in it with the three confirmations and every day I would see it and it wasn't doing anything. It wasn't doing anything. And the soil that I put in there actually wasn't the right soil. It was new soil, but it wasn't the right soil. It was like soil to maybe raise cows or something. It was like pasture soil, kind of not like planting soil, you know? (laughs) So anyway, as time went on, guess what I saw? The plants started growing. They took some time now because for a while I saw nothing. They were just kind of just looked like they were standing. I didn't see any growth. I didn't see them really dying. I was like, okay, but I still believed. And so eventually after weeks and months, the plants started growing. Now today, beautiful. There's like three long vines that came out of it. Now, eventually... There'll be like 20 vines, but for right now, there's three long vines that have gotten strong, grown over and are hanging down the pot. Um, And that's visual that to me is like, wow, look at God. He can take something that looks like it's dead and bring it back to life. But I like to use the plant analogy because It just shows me how awesome God is and kind of sometimes how he works. We don't even see what he's doing, but he's working behind the scenes under the soil. He's working in a way we can't even see, but it is coming to pass. So I will say because of those confirmations that I got in my quiet time with God, when I allowed him to, to nurture my spirit, my mind, um, and that means we, again, we got to turn off the TV. We got to make quiet time. We've got to set a foundation for God to come in so we can hear that still small voice. Okay. Um, so I did all of that. And what that did was it gave me peace of knowing that God's word is true. God's word is still working. God's word is still alive today. Um, and then the next thing that I did is in the process, even though I had this job and it was taking up so many of my hours, Um, and I couldn't, I felt like when I say I felt like a slug in a snuggie, I felt like my hands were tied. Like most of my day was taken up building someone else's empire, but there were little bits and pieces there. If it meant I was working till 1am, I was making time to still work on my destiny to work on the desires of my heart. Now, it's not a straight nine to five and it didn't come in a perfect little package. But if it's something that you want, as um, Eric Thomas would say, 
If you want it more than you want to breathe, you will make time. Um, I love Lisa Nichols. She said that her family thought she was on drugs because she never came around, never did anything with the family. There's many Saturdays, Sundays that nobody saw me. If somebody called, what you doing? I was almost embarrassed to say I was working. I was working on my stuff, you know, so make sure that your desires of your heart, you've got to be serious about wanting these because you've got to work on them on the times that you could be out partying and doing other things. So don't forget to put in the work. Okay. So just a quick recap. And then I do have three scriptures that I want to go over because I always like the backup stuff with scriptures. Um, just to kind of do a recap. Number one, know what you want, not what other people tell you, but what you want. Be clear about that. Have a focus. Then Write it down so you can see it. Put it somewhere where you can see it on a regular basis and then make that your language. Speak it. Don't keep going back and saying, oh, this is never going to happen. I don't have enough money. I don't have anybody to help me. Speak the opposite of that. Speak on what you do have. Speak, you know, like maybe I didn't have somebody to help me, but I spoke I'm going to go search YouTube and find videos that will give me a little pinch more. And eventually I was able to get like a mentor and take a class and that kind of propelled me even more. So keep speaking on the things that you do have. Speak gratitude for what you do have. Okay. Then next when distractions come, I don't care if they come with a bow tie, glitter, um, you know, look great, sound great, make your ego feel great. Remember, those are still distractions. Okay. Um, pray and trust God and just make that time that God will communicate with you. Okay. And you'll know it how you'll know it. Sometimes I've heard people say, how do you know if it's God talking to you? You'll feel that peace. Okay. It's not going to feel like confusion or chaos. It's going to feel like, yes, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And when you know it that strong, there's no doubt in your mind. And the Bible says God gives us the desires of our hearts. So if you desire it, then of course it's the right thing. Unless your desire is for evil. Now, if it's for evil, we ain't on that tip. Okay. Sorry, guys. I try not to be a little hood, but, um, You'll know if it's right, then you're about serving God. You're about helping other people, serving other people. And that, that's a, that's a done deal. Like God wants, God has everything to give us, but he's giving us stuff so that we can be servants. We can, and how do we serve? We serve with our talents, whatever we're talented at. And when you're talented at it, when it's something you enjoy, it doesn't feel like work. And so it's crazy how all that works together to just kind of fit in perfectly. Now, um, let me get into my scriptures because you know, I will talk, I will talk, I will talk. Okay. Um, and my scriptures are going to back up what we were talking about. So those are the things I would say do. And, oh, the last thing was when God does open that door, don't be afraid to kick it through. Oh, okay. So let me share with you what happened. So whole year comes and goes. Um, 
I've been offered all these awards, money, trip, time off, schedule, this, that, whatever. And the company is trying to get themselves a little bit more organized. They were just acquired last year. So, you know, new sheriff is in town and all that stuff. And five months prior, I had put in for a week off from work, right? For Thanksgiving. And how about they wait till two weeks before that time to tell me whether it's approved or not. Well, honestly, if you're not that organized, then I really don't have that much respect for what you say. So they wait till the last minute to tell me by this time I've made flight arrangements. I've booked reservations for a place to stay. I've coordinated with family and friends. Everything is already set. And then you come in and say, and I have to remind you that I put in this request from granted five months ago. So now you come back to me a few weeks later after you think about it and try to figure out how to tell me no, because granted, I did not have enough time on the books to take off. Um, and I was advised that, Hey, maybe you can go on no pay status, which I would have been okay with for, you know, it's a minute. Um, but you don't even address that when I ask, you just come back and say, Hey, we don't have this, but you still try to bend the rules to give me what I want. But so you had declined my initial request that was five months before and tell me I can do X, Y, Z instead, but it's not going to be the full time that I'm looking for. And so basically because of lack of organization, I, and not just on this situation, but on several things, I really didn't have that much, um, I will say respect for their procedures, love the company, the people and everything, but I didn't have respect for their procedures and where there's chaos, Melissa tries not to dwell. So I knew that was not necessarily the place for me. So basically when it came time, um, I made a decision that, you know what, do I cancel everything that I've done? I was expecting my dad to come in, booked his flight, everything, family's waiting for him. Like you only get to, there's some memories that you might not get a redo on, you know? And I always believe I'm always going to put people and family above material things and money. And so I prayed about it uh, for a few days and because of everything and on top of that, more things were coming into place. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, God, these were things that were initiated months ago. And they started falling into place, which is crazy. So much to the point that it was not even an issue for me to take off. And so the worst thing I can say is I did want to give a two week notice. And technically I would have given two weeks on paper, but I said, listen, um, I can give a week and a half physically and you know, but the reality is I really didn't want to. So the option was given to me that like, Hey, this is what our contract says X, Y, Z. I am so at peace with 
walking through the door and saying thank you. And I sent them a wonderful letter. Thank you for everything. You guys have been amazing. Um, but peace, I'm out. And that to me is as the CEO of my life, I'm living on my terms, but I'm watching God. And now I would not have made a crazy decision and like, I'm just going to do it and just take a leap. And I don't know what's going to happen. When I looked and saw all the things God had been putting in place, things that, um, like I said, were initiated months ago and were just kind of hibernating just like the plant. But then here they start to manifest. I was like, you know what? This is nothing but God. And so I was totally at peace with giving my notice. And the funny thing is, remember that flashcard that I said that I wrote out 90 day Exodus plan, quiet quitting. The time that I wrote it was somewhere around the end or the middle of July. And I think the 90 days would have meant like the middle of September, like right before the trip that I had planned. And I had kind of like wiped all of that out of my mind. I even took the flashcard off of my desk and put it on my bedroom door, right? And how about the way everything transpired? I would, okay, let me rewind a second. I was always walking around saying, listen, 90 days or sooner, 90 days or sooner. That's my Exodus plan. And I believe November the 18th, whatever, I think that's the Friday, 18, 19, 20, 21. Yeah. November the 18th. I think that's a Friday. That would have been the day would have made 90 days exactly. But I had been speaking it 90 days or sooner because I didn't want to lock myself into having to wait 90 days. I said 90 days or sooner. That was my Exodus plan. How about on the Friday before 11, 11, 22. So November 11, 22 was my last day. Now, when I say sooner, I'll take a week. I didn't. And this is the thing too. Maybe if sooner was, um, three months sooner or two months sooner, maybe financially, I might not have been able to hold out for that, you know, but how everything worked out, even this time of the year, sometimes when it comes to sales or insurance sales, it might be a little slow. You know, people are doing Medicare and this and that. So, Honestly, when I look at everything, this was the perfect time. And I was honestly, I had gotten distracted. I was honestly with this new job that they offered and everything. I was kind of like, hey, this is pretty easy. Da, 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 da. And I probably was maybe losing my focus, I hate to say. But when everything kept working out, like my dreams kind of started get fading away, sitting in the background, even though I was still putting in the work, I was becoming content. No, not content. I was becoming complacent with putting my dreams on the back burner. And then God busted the door open and said, Melissa, are you going to step through it or not? And how about everything as I'm talking, I'm thinking about more things that kept coming into place. And I was like, you know what? Boom. I'm through that door. And I feel so amazing, but it goes back to what are we believing for? You know, we have to stay like, 
If we ask God, I even heard Steve Harvey say, he said, you have not because you ask not. And so what are you believing for? If you're believing for something, which you should, because a lack of vision, my people shall perish. You should always have something that you're believing for. But whatever you're believing for, ask God, trust him, believe it, be patient and it will come to pass. Okay. All right. So that's about it. Let me get into these three scriptures and then we're going to be out. But it is season two, guys. I'm so excited. All right. So if you have your Bible, which you should turn to Psalms 37, we're going to do verse three through four. Okay. And I am using the new King James version just because I kind of like it. Um, And the old King James version probably would have confused the heck out of me. So I like the new King, King James version, but I also use the NIV, but make sure you get a Bible that you understand and it makes sense to you. So hopefully now after me rambling, you guys are there. Psalms chapter 37, verse three through four. And it says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Okay. So the things that stuck out to me was trust in the Lord. Like, honestly, if you're in your Bible and you're getting scriptures and you're letting those marinate in your spirit, you will start to trust your faith will start to build because now you're feeding that spirit man. And then it says, do good. I feel like good works. Like you're supposed to be doing things that, um, that if God came, he doesn't see you slacking off. He sees you diligently working. So you're doing good. You're doing things that are a service to people. You're doing what God would, um, what he would be proud to see you doing. So, like I said, don't go out there choosing like, Oh God, I want you to give me a million dollars so I could go, you know, something negative, flat everybody's tires. No, like you have to choose something that, that God is going to reward. He's going to approve of. So it says, trust in the Lord and do good dwell in the land. I'm not quite, quite sure what that means, but I just feel like that means be rooted, be like claim what you want. You know, when I think of land, I think of claiming this, this is my land. This is my space. And then it says, and feed on his faithfulness. Like just be enjoy that what God said is going to happen. Don't sit there and be double-minded like, okay, one day I'm going to speak it. The next day I'm going to complain. No, feed on his faithfulness. And when you know that God is faithful, you're going to look like operate in gratitude and happiness and joy and believing this. Okay. All right. So that's the first scripture. Um, let's move on to the next one. The next one is Romans, um, chapter 12, verse 12. Okay. And, um, I know I'm not giving you guys a good chance to get to it, but for all these Bible people, they'll just be able to put their finger on the Bible and pop open to whatever verse. Cause they won't have to go to the table of contents like me, but, um, <laughs> anyway, guys, so Romans chapter 12, verse 12, it says rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing the needs of the saints given to hospitality. Okay. So what I get from this it says rejoicing in hope again. It's just knowing God is faithful, but then it says patient 
not just patient like sitting around twiddling our thumbs, but patient in tribulations. That means even through that tunnel, before we see the light at the end of the tunnel, we still have to be like, just God, I trust you. I know it's coming to pass. Not my will, not my timing, but your timing. It is coming. Just have patience and know that it's coming. And then it says continuing steadfastly in prayer, like prayer, pray, claim it, believe it. And it's going to happen like, okay, I'm getting kind of worked up because I get excited because God is not a genie. He's not like snap your fingers and boom, there's a Big Mac or a Whopper or whatever you eat. Um, But there's a process and we have to be okay with going through the process. And that's why I love doing the Bible study because I can kind of like go in and dissect some of that process. And so that we see that just because you don't see blue skies right now, soon the rain is going to go. The gray clouds are going to be gone and boom, there's the blue skies. There's a process and everything is needed on that journey. Because if I were to just be handed like, Melissa, you can go and run your own business and do your own thing. If I wasn't equipped and equipped comes from knowledge, it comes from making mistakes. It comes from, and all of that takes time, you know, so guys be okay with the journey. You know, I know we see on social media, um, all this stuff about, yeah, it happened overnight. They're overnight sensation. The ones that last are the ones that have built roots. And so it takes time. Okay. And don't sit there looking at what everybody else has. Cause that will bring depression. Okay. Um, last scripture guys is, um, James, James chapter two, James two, um, 14 through 17. Okay. And so this is one of my fa- favorites faith without works is dead. Okay. Which means, guys, while we're waiting, while we're believing, we've got to be putting in some action. Okay, so I'm going to read this chapter um, 14 through 17, um, James 2, chapter um, verse 14 through 17. It says, what does it profit my brethren, which means a man, a person? What does it profit a man if someone says he has faith? but does not have works. Okay. So that means that we can believe all we want. If we're not taking action, we're just sitting back and saying, Oh, I'm gonna wait for God. I'm gonna wait for God. God, where are you? Where are you? But we don't pay attention to the things that he's showing us, the things that he's um, doing for us. And we're not listening and we're not putting in the work. Why would you reward somebody who's not willing to work? Like you think I can go to my job, don't do any work and just sit on Friday with my hand out and expect a check? Absolutely not. So same thing. God wants to see that we are deserving of it. He wants to see us putting in work. Now, I will say I don't like that word grind. You know, all entrepreneurs and everybody says you got to be on your grind. You got to hustle. I really don't like those because I really don't feel like that's the equation for God to reward us. He doesn't need to see us suffer. Um, He needs to see us consistent and have perseverance and believing. Like if you're a parent and your child asks you for some money to go on a field trip, do you need to see your child struggle every day? 
get beat up and get their lunch money taken every day, get beat up and get their allowance taken on Friday to say, yeah, now he deserved it. No, we don't. But do we need to see our child like get up every day, brush their teeth, clean up their bedroom, do their chores, wash the dishes, take out the trash, do whatever they're supposed to do. And then of course, by the time that field trip comes, what are we going to do? We're going to reward them because they earned it. So faith with faith without works is dead. We can't just put all of it on God and we don't put in the work. Okay. Um, all right. So let me keep reading. It says, can faith save him? Okay. If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled. That basically means all we're doing is giving lip service. We're saying, go out there and be filled like food would warm you and fill you. We're just telling them, hey, go out there and be warmed and filled. But you don't give them the things for which are needed for the body. What does it profit? So we're telling them, go be warm, be filled, but we're not giving them food. We're not giving them a warm blanket. We're not giving them a jacket. We're just speaking it. Where is the action? You know, until we become angels, you know, floating around on this earth, we've got to put in some action. You know, we've got to put in the work. Okay. So make sure you guys aren't just sitting there saying, oh, it never happens for me. It never happens for me. What effort are you putting in? Okay. Um, and then 17, it says, thus also by faith itself, if it does not have works is dead. So basically right back to the same thing. Faith without works is dead. Okay. And one thing that's kind of on my spirit right now is guys, sometimes we look at other people and we're doing one thing on our, on our journey, they're doing something else, but then their door opens before ours. And then we're like totally depressed and this and that. Um, the reality is not all doors open simultaneously. So the thing is the Bible doesn't say believe in your brother or sister's path. It says, believe in the Bible, believe in God. So you both may be putting in the work. You both may be, um, holding each other accountable. You both may be sharing with each other on one person's trying to be, um, you know, an interior designer. The other person might want to be a nonprofit and help children who are in need, but Maybe the one that is going to be the designer, her thing pops off before the one who's trying to help the children in need. Don't get depressed thinking like, oh, good things always happen for somebody else, but not for me. No, good things happen for you. You both use the same equation, which we just went over and which is ultimately just the Bible and trusting God and putting it into work but it's going to happen in a different time for everyone. And if it happens for you before somebody else, don't rub it in their face. And then I would say also be mindful of still encouraging your, your brother or sister, still edifying them, 
you know, because it's hard to be number, it's hard to come in after it's hard to, it's hard to see somebody doing great and you're still trying to get there, you know? So I will say the other people, you have an accountability to your brother and sister to motivate them, to keep pulling them forward. You know, one thing I will say, and this kind of comes to mind is when I just started in law enforcement many, 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 many moons ago, dang, it makes me sound old. Okay. Just yesterday, let me not lie. (laughs) But when I started in law enforcement, this was probably definitely over 25 years ago, but going through the academy, one thing that I loved as even recruits who were not kind of indoctrinated in the culture of, you know, your, your law enforcement brothers and sisters, those are family. You take a bullet for them. Um, even in the Academy, when we had to do the pull-ups and the trigger pulls and the push-ups and, you know, all these tactical things and running, running, whatever. I don't even remember what length that we had to run, jumping the wall, you know, all these crazy stuff. Um, there were people in my Academy, some were super great. They could run the, if it was a mile or two miles, they could run that thing on one breath and I'd be like, what the heck, you know? And then there were some that we were in the middle. We could run it, not a big issue, but we had to practice a few months before and kind of get our bodies into shape. And then there were some people that were like praying and hanging on by the hair on their chinny chin chin that they could get through the physical requirements of the academy. So I remember the day that our our academy went out and we had to do, you know, the whole obstacle course and the agility test and everything. Um, I remember there was at least one person that comes to mind and probably because I, I just remember she wasn't the tallest. Um, her build wasn't necessarily, um, she wasn't necessarily built for running and scaling fences and stuff, but she had taken the action to get into the academy and do the things that she needed to. And this was the desire of her heart. So I remember all of us starting off at the same time. However, some of us flew by, finished, and they were going to be voted best in the academy for physical X, Y, Z. Then there was a middle ground of us that we were just grateful to pass that, that thing. And we were glad that the work that we put in beforehand paid off. But the thing that most stuck out to me, and I hate when I get emotional about stuff, like you would have never thought I was in law enforcement. Good gracious. Um, The thing that stuck out the most to me is that the people who were excellent with running, when they finished, I don't care if they were vanilla, they went back after they had just run however many laps they still went back and helped that young chocolate lady. And as we all started finishing, dang, I I hate that. Well, you know what? I'm going to embrace it. I hate that I get emotional, but I'm going to embrace it. As we started finishing and each one of us crossed that finish line and we knew we were in, we all went back to make sure that she's, that she kept taking one step after another. 
and we made sure we couldn't touch her. We couldn't carry her, but we made sure we kept speaking positive into her until she crossed that finish line. And I feel like that's what we should be like as brothers and sisters. Oh, I'm such a wuss. Like, what the heck is wrong with me? <laughs> but I feel like that's what we should be like. We should be where we see somebody else hurting or striving for something. Let's pull them through, you know? And it doesn't matter whether they're vanilla chocolate, man, woman, whatever. We're all created from the same creator. And if we could actually take the time to see that and stop focusing on what the news tells us or what politics tell us, or looking even back at history and saying, because your ancestors did this to my ancestors, now I'm not going to like you. Take t Let's take time to try to heal from that and realize that we're not going to forget it, but we're going to be better than our ancestors. And so now when we see a vanilla person, instead of disliking them, let's try to see how much we're alike. Let's, let's bring the best version of ourselves, and see if they embrace that. And if they do, then that's what we evaluate them on. Okay. Anyway, so once again, I am a wuss. I'm sorry. Um, I guess when it comes to the Bible and what God says and what I believe, I do get emotional about it. And I just believe that we live in an amazing world and there's amazing people here. And it saddens me when some people don't see that. So I've been blessed enough to see it several times, like pretty much every day in my life. I, I meet somebody who's really great. Um, holds the door open for me, even though somebody else might have closed the door on me. <laughs> but there's just amazing people in this world. So don't forget that. And even more, be one of those people. Okay. All right, guys. So I've been running my mouth almost an hour. I'm going to shut it down there. I pray that you guys got something from it. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. You could be anywhere. Your time is priceless. You spent it with me listening to me. So I pray that I was able to provide you something amazing. Glad to be back. Season two, episode one is done. I'll see you guys later. Take care. Be blessed.